Hello, podcast world. It is Podcast Wednesday. I know we threw you off with that one, but uh, we're here. The FNO InsureTech guys joining you for another exciting, enthralling, deep episode of FNO InsureTech with your co-hosts, Mr. Lee Boyd. And Mr. Rob Beller. That's us. We're here again. That's nice. How are how are you today, Rob? You know what? It's uh, it's it's May fifteenth, and it's a rainy day in Sacramento. That's kind of unusual. It, I feel like every time I talk to to you, it's raining. Is that not normal? Well, that might just be my personality. Oh, uh-huh. I got confused. Uh-huh. It is not rainy here. Uh, we've recently had some floods, uh, wow. but it's a beautiful day outside. Okay. Well, today's. Uh, interview is particularly interesting because it is our third now third count them three uh, show with a, a insuretech accelerator incubator. We have Ashish Dudani from Kiwi Tech. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to him. He has a lot of uh, insurance knowledge uh, that mm-hmm. he brings into the startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, ecosystem, right? This this world where they bring these startup companies in, uh, invest in kind with them, and then uh, you know send them on their way. So I'm very excited to hear what he has to say, but also just about the world of insure tech. You know, I'm, I'm I you know what is his thought? Is it is it coming? Is it going? Are we in the middle of it? Where are we? In right. The world these, of insure tech. These are companies that are taking these startups and these ideas and bringing them into the marketplace and trying to bring them to some maturity. And so we'll hear about that today. And we have lots of questions around uh, being an accelerator. What are you looking for? Uh, but but one of the things that I want to say is to all those people who are on the carrier side of our audience, this world, this insure tech world, I don't know where it's going to go and I don't know the impact it's going to have in the long run, but it's big. It's big. There's Very a whole, big. we keep hearing the word ecosystem. There's a whole ecosystem. So it's not just the startups and insure tech companies. There's a whole ecosystem built around them to bring them to market. And Kiwi Tech is one of those. Yeah. Well, why don't we uh, hop on in, listen to them, uh, and, you know, sit back and relax? Uh, you relax. It's raining okay. here. Oh. I'm going to rain down some questions. What do you think about that? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Okay, so without further ado, here is our interview with Ashish Dudani from KiwiTech. Hey everybody, we're here with Ashish Dudani, the Vice President of Insurance Practice at KiwiTech. How you doing, Ashish? Hey, doing good job and thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Where where are you? Where are we talking to you from today? Um, I'm in New York, uh, right, just uh, very close to Brand Park. Uh, so um, nice, in very the nice. City. Nice, nice. Where, where? A lot of good restaurants around there. Yes. Yeah, I think I. I don't know. I I read this trivia somewhere that you know, if you were to eat all your three meals every day out, you'll still can't cover the number of restaurants that you have in New York City. While well, I've not done that yet, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of restaurants you're talking about in in New York. Okay, well, here that's might be lot. the most important question we ask you: What's your favorite restaurant in New York City? Depends how hungry I am, uh, but I really like. Uh, 
Sichuan Chinese food. Mm. Uh, it's an Asian kind of food, and nice. Mediterranean food, and of course Indian food because I'm an Indian. So these would be my choices. But I'm a vegetarian, so not a vegan, but vegetarian. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm guessing you can find good uh, all those good options in the city. Yes. I can. I can. Yep. So let's let's jump right in here and um, tell us. Give us give us a minute on Kiwi Tech and the insurance practice and what the heck you do for for Kiwi Tech. Yeah, so um, just start with uh, Kiwi Tech. Um, we, I'll, I'll I'll say Kiwi Tech is an ecosystem for all kinds of startups. Um, of course, uh, insure tech and insurance startups uh, for sure. Uh, we work with startups of all kinds. Um, when I say that, I mean startups that are at a very, very early stage, someone looking to build an MVP to someone who has $40 million of annual reckoning revenue and everything falls in between. So that's the kind of scale of startups we work with. Three key focus areas in which we um, you know, partner with uh, startups is on the fundraising side. Uh, technology. We have helped them build technology. We have 450 engineers. Um, these are all W2 employees. And then the third aspect is enterprise connections. From scalability standpoint, we work with carriers, brokers, and enterprise customers in other industries as well. And we try to connect our startups to these enterprise customers whenever we see an opportunity to do that. And how long have you guys been um, in business and, 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 f um, implementing this particular model that you just described? Um, so this is the second, um, venture of the founders. Um, this one, uh, started in 2009. So we just completed 10 years of operation. Um, we've been, we are headquartered out of Washington, DC. Our second headquarters is here in New York. Um, and uh, a total team size is uh, close to 500 people now. And Rob, uh, what was your follow-up question on that? You know, how long have you been pursuing this particular business model? Yeah, um, I think last 10 years, uh, but last five years have been, um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of growth for us within the company. Uh, I'll say in the last two years, we've added close to 100 startups in our portfolio. Uh, and in the first eight years, uh, we added... Uh, um, I'll say, you know, uh, around 140, but last two years we've been very aggressive um, and we've got some good partnerships going with uh, insure tech and also fintech companies. So within the ecosystem, are are there certain avenues you're looking for? Is it certain insure techs or fintech or is it a, a variety of everything? Um, it's a variety of everything. So uh, we play in 11 different verticals, um, including uh, publishing, sports, media and entertainment, healthcare, which is a separate vertical than InsureTech. Uh, and then there's, of course, FinTech. And InsureTech is a big part for us. And within InsureTech, it's both property and casualty and life and uh, retirement. Um, as far as the startups go, um, any startup, um, that is looking to raise funds um, could be a good partnership for us uh, because of the investor network we have. They're always looking to invest in um, smart ideas, uh, 
smart entrepreneurs. So anyone who's looking to um, raise money through our investor program, and we do that through the demo days. Okay. Um, and then the second one is technology. Um, so if, if a startup is looking to, you know, like kind of get help in building their product, a design, content, uh, or technology for that matter, um, or, or a team of 500 engineers, um, um, you know, they work with these startups on, on that aspect. And then, of course, enterprise is another another piece of business that we have where we connect startups to enterprise customers. Whenever you say demo day, is that is that at the beginning that they will come and demo their product to you? Or is that after they've gone through your 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 workshops, your ecosystem, and then they demo what they, they got out of it? Right. So uh, that's a great question. Um, uh, so, so these 400 investors, right, um, they are spread uh, across the country here in the United States. And then uh, we just did our first demo day today in Qatar, in Middle East. Um, and then we plan to have our first demo day in London in August of this year. Um, now, for a demo day, um, you know, we want to make sure, right? And then, of course, the startup wants to make sure that they've done their due diligence on Kiwi Check. Uh, we also like to do the due diligence on the startup because uh, we have these investors who are pretty loyal, right? Like they've been coming to us uh, to make investments into these startups. So from our side, we make sure that, you know, the, the, the startup has the product, right? At least the minimum viable product. Uh, or if they don't, um, we can help them build so um, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, um, for the demo days, uh, the startups um, at least have the bare minimum product so that they can present during the demo day. Um, and, and it just helps, right, from an investor standpoint, um, because they're looking to invest their dollars. They're looking to invest in companies that are scalable. So we do that due diligence on our side. And of course, the startups do their due diligence as well. And we do like close to 30 demo days in a year, uh, which is a lot of demo days. Yeah, I was just I was just going to say, I see that you, you have a number of them coming up through June. Um, I guess that speaks to how much inventory, if you will, of startups are out there, right? And that, that there's there's lots of companies to demo. Um, that's true. Um, because, um, you know, for some of the startups, depending on how much uh, they are looking to raise, uh, they may they may need to attend multiple demo days, um, right? Just the one demo day may not help them get to the level, the kind of money that they're looking to raise. So for some startups, it may be two or three demo days uh, that they may need to attend. But again, um, I just want to emphasize again that um, we have the partnership on the product side first because uh, we want to be very confident that there's a good synergy and of course for the startup too mm -hmm. to make sure that you know we are a good partner for them so we both do our due diligence uh, and we also help them on their technology roadmap before they come to the demo days so you bring a lot of expertise to them um so because I mean, you have a reputation and uh, at stake yourselves. You you don't want to bring a, a company that isn't worthy of 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 investment or interest. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say worthy. I think uh, you know uh, it, it's it's very credible to all these entrepreneurs who have these brilliant ideas. Um, some of them may need help um, on on the product content or technology side, and we just want to be there to make sure that you know we are able to advise, guide, or even build 
that technology for them before coming to the before coming to the demo days and of course from an investor standpoint um you know we like these investors keep coming back and investing into the startup so sure. it just helps everyone in the ecosystem um to do their groundwork before the demo days why don't we talk a little bit about the the life cycle of of somebody who wants to come in to this ecosystem uh, all the way through uh you know graduation i guess i could call it but uh we have a lot of listeners who are starting companies or who have started companies uh if you were talking to a person who uh, is interested in starting a a a company they have an idea they they have a product that they want to produce or or complete what 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 you know feedback or what questions would would you have for them um couple of things right like uh, first is to see um what's the, what's the what's the what's the problem that this startup is looking to solve um i'm not saying younger entrepreneurs are good or entrepreneurs who have 15 20 years of experience before they start their startup have have better chances of success i'm not saying that but in our program the average age of entrepreneurs is 46 years wow um okay and i'm not saying the investors like it or not like mm-hmm. it but it just kind of resonates well with the investors that the startup founders have lived close to the problem or or to the business area mm-hmm. within which the startup was founded so that adds a lot of credibility to the startup again uh, we also have a lot of lot of entrepreneurs who are in their 20s and 30s so i'm not saying that they've not they've not lived close to the problem but uh, just by the very nature of our program um, the average age of the entrepreneurs is 46 um one thing we like to understand is um, you know who's the audience for the startups um what is it that they are trying to build uh, from a product or from a technology standpoint at what stage are they in their journey um again do they need help with scalability do they need help with um you know adding more features and making their platform more robust whether it's front end back end uh, leveraging other technologies like blockchain artificial intelligence and machine learning so the first conversation is just about understanding the business in and the underlying uh, product and technology and then we try to see you know if it's a good fit for us to you know like kind of step in and and help and accelerate that growth that the startup is already at right now um and and if there's a good fit there um you know we we start engaging our engineers uh and they start working with the startups and then the demo days and the other things keep falling into the place but those initial conversations are very important uh, for both the startup and for us so what's your role in all of this um well um since my focus is on the insurance side um i try to look at um you know what's out there within the insurtech space um uh, uh, what's there in terms of the technology or the product uh, now there could be various themes here right there could be themes on distribution so there's a startup that's building something on distribution there could be a startup that's focusing on loss prevention and risk mitigation um and maybe you know when i talk about loss prevention and risk mitigation there could be like you know drone companies or satellite imaginary companies for roof inspections um then if i'm talking about underwriting um are there companies that help or facilitate underwriting um 
And so we pick up these themes and see, you know, what's out there within each uh, area, each functional area within the insurance. Um, we try to see, um, you know, whether whether we both are a good fit for each other, whether we can help them in their journey, accelerate quickly and scale quickly from a technology standpoint, and also help them raise funds through the investor network. Mm-hmm. While we like to help them on the tech side, but we also want to make sure that, um, you know, they're a good fit for us in the demo day program. We, we look at a couple of things, right? Like from a technology standpoint, you know, what the startup is offering, who their clients are, what their target market is. And then also we want to help them raise funds. So we also look at that fit that, you know, if we are working with them on the technology side, can we help them raise funds as well? So a couple of things come into the play before we, we partner or the startup partners with us. So you're kind of a scout. You're out scouting the marketplace and and scouting companies to see if they're an appropriate fit for Kiwi Tech. We do that, and then we also get a lot of references from our existing customers, existing startup partners. Um, there's one company, and um, I cannot name that company, but there's one sure. company. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll call them the encyclopedia of startups, uh, and and we have a partnership with them, so. You know, they also um, provide us a lot of uh, knowledge and learnings on on the insure tech startups, the ones that are doing well, the ones that are new in the market, the ones that are getting a lot of traction with carriers. So mm-hmm. that also helps us in knowing what's going on in the market and for our partnership as well. You know, one of the things that Lee and I uh, have learned, uh, where just so you know we're we're involved in uh, insurance adjusting independent insurance adjusting so we work, work almost entirely on the claims end and one of the reasons that we wanted to do this we're very interested in the insure tech world what it's about what's going on and one of the big things that we've learned is it's big the insure tech world is vast there are um other as you know there's other accelerators uh or, or incubators out there that that are also focusing on insure tech, that that must be both wonderful and challenging. There are so m- many startups. Yes, that's right. And I think if I have my numbers correct, uh, since two thousand thirteen, um, only within the U.S. there ha- there has been four point seven five billion dollars worth of investment into the insure techs. So um, the market is picking up. Um, there are a lot of VCs, accelerators that are investing into into the into the upcoming uh, startups on the insurance side. So it's a big enough market for everyone to play. Um, everyone has their own strategy. Um, I think from our side, we believe in growing with the startup because at because we also have equity uh, in kind through the technology investments that we do within these startups. So um, we are not just helping them build the product or technology, right? There's an equity stake for us here as well. So we are in here for a long term. So which is why to your point, Rob, earlier, uh, the scouting really helps to identify the synergies between the two companies. And we are in here for a long haul um, with our equity stake in most of these startups. Well, you just answered one of my questions about, uh, you know, why would a startup go with with your your group versus another one? Um, but you know, I really want to get into a little bit of what is what would a startup company 
gain or what would the process be once they went with your group with Kiwi Tech? What actual hands-on training or uh, mentorship, what, what do they actually get? Um, and, and this might be a long answer to a short question, but I'll try to be as uh, precise as possible. Good. Okay. Good. Um, uh, this is this is the second venture of the founders. The founders had their first company on the publishing side, uh, technology publishing, uh, and they grew it to from from a team of three. They grew it to five thousand employees and sold it in two thousand twelve. They had a very successful exit. Um, now, with their experience of helping their own startup to scale to that level, um, they thought the thought behind KiwiTech was we should work with other startup founders in helping them scale just as we were able to scale our own business. So that was the basic premise behind starting KiwiTech. How are we different uh, in what's in it for us? Um, Listen, these startups uh, come in all shapes and sizes, right? There's someone who's like really early and then there's someone who's who has 50, 60, 70 million dollars of ARR. Uh, if I'm able to reduce their costs upfront on their product and tech side through, through uh, an in-kind investment in technology, I'm helping them reduce their costs by 50% upfront. So if a, if a startup has a product roadmap of $1 million that they're looking to spend in the next three years, I can bring that cost down straight away to half a million dollars. Though I'll take equity worth half a million in the company, but their cost of spending the money on product just comes down to half. And then they can utilize that other half a million that they are raising because now they're not spending 1 million, they are just spending half a million. The other half million could be used in sales, marketing operations, or you know, doing other things uh, that, where their focus is. But at least on the tech side, we help them reduce their cost by 50% upfront. Um, and there's a skin in the game for us as well, right? Because we are now an equity partner worth half a million in the company. So from our standpoint, uh, we would like them to raise funds through our investors. Uh, and if they are able to raise investors and again, scale quickly, it's just not only helps us, but of course, uh, helps the, the startup to raise their goals from, from investments as well. Sure. And um, one important thing, <laughs> okay. this is not a sales pitch again. We like sales but, pitches. Uh, uh, since, we, since we work with startups, uh, 240 startups that we have in our portfolio, um, you know, we understand the ecosystem, right? Like startups pivot a lot. So we are not like a typical IT services companies that work with just enterprise customers. Our model is more geared, geared towards startups. So if we see startups spending money, which may not be required right now to spend on technology, we'll say that while we realize that we lose revenue there. But I think the long-term partnership is based more on trust and, and guidance that we can provide based on our relationship with 240 startups that we have. 240, that is a lot of startups. It is. Uh, last two years have been really good for us. Uh, we've added close to 100 startups. Uh, last year, we spoke to 14,000, close to 14,500 startups and ended up adding 46, 47 startups to the portfolio. Wow. So um, while it's a very selective process, but we also want to make sure that, you know, we are able to add value to the partnership. I have a question for you about that. I, I find that very, a very interesting and and like we were talking about earlier, daunting task. You talk to 14,000, you have to call, you know, a small number, 
hundreds out of 14,000. When you meet somebody or somebody comes to pitch you or talk to you about being involved in your program, what gets you excited? What are you looking for? Or what, what are you looking to hear from this company um, when, when they're pitching you on getting involved uh, with KiwiTech? I think for us, um, one key important thing is to understand who the founders are um, behind the startup, because it talks a lot about, uh, again, um, you know, whether it could be a younger entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that's been 20 years in the business. But we like to see who the founders are behind the startup. you know, what did they did previously, you know, is there a second or third startup or is there, is there a first startup? And if it is first startup, you know, why did they decide to, to you know, get into uh, get, getting into building the startup? Because it's not easy, right? There are a lot of people who, who kind of leave their nine to five cushiony jobs and, you know, get into the startup world, which is not easy because you're constantly looking to build technology while, you know, you, you left your full-time job. So, those are some important things for us in the beginning. Of course, the product and the idea matters too, but uh, more important for us is to you know understand who the founders are and what is the purpose behind building this startup. So, whenever you're interviewing these people about that, um, what are some of the the major motivators that get people to want to you know start their own companies? Uh, again, I will not say an interview with the startup. I'll say more like a conversation to understand why why they why they got into the startup. Um, uh-huh. What we've learned is that a lot of people um, have been in a situation where where they've seen the problem, right? They know how to solve that problem, but the companies that they work for um, or the individuals themselves now who become co-founders or founders. They're not in a position to, you know, make those changes within the company. Everyone knows that there's a problem, but no one's taking an initiative. And these founders who who realize that they can't be doing this and sitting on the fence, uh, they just like, you know, kind of take a separate path and try to resolve that problem on their own by by maybe starting a startup or doing some side project, right? Um, and 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 it, it's it takes a lot for for you know these founders to do that uh, because no one is doing that. Everyone knows there's a problem, and and these guys take the initiative to do that. So hats off to them. Uh, right. Hats off to them. Um, and then these are the kind of founders that we've also seen um, having a lot of success within our program as well. I I know that you guys did a female founders day. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, with Kiwi Tech, um, you know, um, and, and it's by default, right? Like, I mean, we 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 don't um, kind of um, uh, judge a, a founder uh, based on from where he's coming from, irrespective of their you know uh, sexual orientation or where do they come from. Right. Gender. For, for us, it is a good idea. Is a good idea. A good founder is a good founder. A good synergy is a good synergy. Um, and we realized that, um, you know, we have a good uh, 15 to 20 percent uh, within our portfolio as female founders. So we thought, you know, why don't we create a platform again um, for for some of the female founders to to pitch into the demo days uh, and where, where we can, uh, you know, call female founders um, 
bring in the panelists, you know, bring in experts from the industry as well uh, uh, and, and do the demo day. While we've done the female founder demo day, we did our first diversity uh, uh, demo day in Atlanta earlier this year. So um, just trying to, you know, like kind of broaden it um, as much as possible um, in, in bringing in a lot of communities uh, into the program as well. What's the largest vertical at Kiwi Tech? You said there were eleven. Um, which which one is which one is the most robust? I'll say we started off really well on publishing side because that's the experience we had. Um, I'll say entertainment um, is is big enough. Uh, sports and entertainment, um, healthcare because it's a separate vertical in itself, um, and then. The third one would be uh, InsurTech and FinTech, uh, a mix of those. And within entertainment and social media, um, you know, there, there, are, there are a bunch of different ideas, right? Like there's, there's a company that's providing uh, high-end rentals uh, like BNB, but their customers are paying like $40,000, $50,000 for a four or a five-day vacation rental. So, wow. so that, could, that could come in the entertainment space, uh, the hospitality well, space. That's that's what Lee and I pay when sure. we go on vacation. Yeah, well, we need their, um, so, their number. Yeah. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give us that website because uh, we're always looking. What about sports? What 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 would what would the sports uh, encompass? I'm sorry. Can you say that again, please? Yes. Yeah, so if you if you have a uh, vertical around sports, what what would a company do that would fall underneath that vertical? Um. So uh, this one company. Um, uh, this individual who himself was uh, a college level uh, football player um, and he saw the need of um, connecting colleges across the country um, and you know building a program around that by identifying uh, footballers, young footballers who could, you know, benefit from networking with other footballers in other colleges, um, maybe, you know, share ideas on scholarship, on coaching, on some of the training that they do. I see. Um, you know, how they manage their time, what it takes to be an NFL player. Um, and I think it's a pretty good concept, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. sure there are a lot of resources within the college that the footballer, aspiring footballer has, but if he's part of a larger community, uh, there are a lot of assurances that one can get that I'm doing the right thing or should I need to change something? So that, that could be one of the examples of the company in the sports space. Wow. There's, there's something out there for everybody. I like that a lot. Uh, something I, I was also wondering, um, what are what are some companies that have come out of the ecosystem of Kiwi Tech? Uh, what are some of your most successful ones that have gone through the program, gotten the funding, the knowledge, and maybe maybe we know them? Um, I know I can I can name one or two, but I cannot name all. But um, that's fine. I'll just say in the healthcare space, there's a company that goes by the name of, and she's a female founder. She's been very successful in raising funds. There's a lot of interest from, from healthcare, uh, healthcare uh, companies. Uh, her company is called B dot well, or I can be well, uh, uh, whatever you want to say. Uh, uh, the company is registered as B dot well. And she brings in all the information about 
a patient and her family into just um, you know one dashboard. So you could see the entire history, your your blood work reports, who your doctors are, who's in network, who's out of network, and she comes from from the healthcare space. So she knew what the problem was. She knew what needed to be built to address that problem. So she's been very successful in raising funds and and she's been able to, you know, get a lot of partnership with healthcare insurance companies. Um, the other one is in 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 the food space. Uh, it's called Terra's Kitchen. Okay. Um, and, and, and they're like um, Blue Apron, right? Like, I mean, you can, you can cook your healthy customized meals uh, through, a, through a subscription model. So they're doing really well. Um, this, this company, LVH Global, um, that, I, that I talked about, the high-end BNB. So they have 5,000 mm-hmm. properties across the globe. Um, and they're doing really well. Um, and then on the insurance side, I have one company which is very interesting. The founder is an ex-Microsoft, but worked on the insurance side. He's a technologist, but also understands insurance inside out. Uh-huh. So he customizes um, insurance products based on the wordings and tries to make it digital and pre-underwritten, whether it's cyber, uh, whether it's you know kind of small commercial, um, and he does a bunch of things. So he'll talk to a carrier and say, hey, listen, what's your problem? Uh, can I look at your policy wordings? Um, are you looking to sell it uh, digitally through your agent networks or even uh, B2C customers? Let me look at what you have and let me try simplify your product so that's easy to sell. It's an interesting uh, um, combination of skills and talents that these people bring. Like we uh, recently had a company called High Marley on the podcast and they are uh, they they bring SMS solutions to to insurance carriers and but th- those guys the founders were all insurance guys who actually had done another technology startup years ago in the insurance space brought it it was purchased and they but they really got to learn the insurance space because as you know you're an insurance veteran yourself we haven't even talked about your background, but you're an insurance veteran and, um, you know, having knowledge about insurance, it makes, it makes a big difference when you're trying to bring technology solutions, uh, t- to the PNC market. Would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Rob, again, um, I'm not a technologist. <laughs> I'm, I'm more, more like a business guy on the PNC side. While last three years I've been close to technology, I'm not a coder, I'm not an engineer. But um, I see now how carriers, brokers are leveraging um, technology and partnerships with InsurTech. Um, in, I mean, I don't know, like, why is it so? And, and I always questioned that even when I was with a carrier, I always questioned that why is it so difficult for carrier or a broker not to understand to keep the customer at the center of things again it might sound cliche but everyone is talking the same language right we want to build our products we want to have the technology that's easy to use we want to keep our customers in mind but when it comes to making decisions about implementing the product or the technology roadmap they take ages. I mean, insurance is like 10, 15, 20 years behind uh, our counterparts on the right. banking side. 
So uh, I'll just say, like, you know, just just like, <laughs> you know, stop thinking and start acting is, is, <laughs> is what I would say to a lot of carriers and brokers. Um, while I understand, uh, you know, there are financial uh, uh, you know, decisions to be made. Right. But uh, th- there's always a fear of losing out, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we we really appreciate that you've taken time to be with us today and and to talk all about Kiwi Tech. We just have a couple questions to ask you um, uh, in conclusion. First is, where does the name Kiwi Tech come from? That's an unusual or a unique name. <laughs> So the first company of the founders was called Aptara, uh, and it came after uh, one of his uh, daughter's pet name. Uh, uh, I think they would call her uh, Tara. So I don't know. That name came from from the pet name of one of the daughters. And the second daughter's pet name is Kiwi. So Kiwi Tech was born in 2009. It was her turn to have a company named after her. Yes, so there were two companies named after two daughters, yes. I see. Okay. Well, you have to be even-handed when it comes to your children, right? <laughs> yep. Um, and you're a Thunderbird guy. I am. All right. Well, you know, I lived in Phoenix uh, myself for a very long time, so I'm familiar with Thunderbird. It's a, a very, very good school. Did you, uh, did you attend that online? Did you ever go to Phoenix? Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's there 2011-12. Um, I think my choice for Thunderbird was because they are an international business school. So, uh, you know, uh, when, when I graduated, I had like uh, 37 or 38 nationalities wow. uh, students uh, in my cohort. So I think uh, besides the education, right, which is very important, I mean, there's so much that you can learn from different cultures in in, in working with students from other cultures and other countries. So that was a very interesting choice uh, for me. And again, they are the number one international business school. So right. that was an obvious choice for me. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. So do you miss working for a carrier? Uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, unless, unless, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of their, part of their uh, team that's, that's looking to partner with uh, either technology service providers who really have innovative technology or, or, or a division that works with insurtechs or helps scouting insurtechs. Um, if, I'm, if I'm going to be working with a carrier, I want to understand what the business wants um, and then identify solutions if not available inside outside of the organization and have those partnerships to have really meaningful impact within the company uh, but not not directly on the business side like uh, I, I cannot be an underwriter I, I think that's not what I want to do or I can't be part of the distribution uh, working with agents and brokers only while that's interesting I've done that a lot but I think at this point the best place for me would be to you know, leverage my knowledge on the insurtech side and work with the partnerships along the way. That makes sense. Well, we think you have a really cool job and a really cool company, and we're thrilled to have the opportunity to talk about it today on our podcast. I want to thank your CEO, I think it was, who reached out to me actually um, through LinkedIn 
um, which is how we got connected to you. And, and we're thrilled that this has been a great, uh, a great visit. And we thank you for, for joining us. Would you come back again as things continue to develop at Kiwi Tech? Hey, thank you, Rob, for the opportunity. Great talking to you and your team as well. So I was a little nervous that, uh, about how this interview was going to go because my my background and knowledge of Kiwi Tech is not vast, and I I thought that was a, a really wonderful visit. Don't you agree? I thought it was a great visit. I actually learned some things. I like the stat that he gave us on the the four point seven five billion has been invested since two thousand thirteen uh-huh. into insured startups. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's That's a lot, a lot of, money. of money, and it, it just shows you how many startups there are, you know, we've talked to so many generator companies and we've talked to a lot of these um, groups that, that start these companies. There's a lot of people. What, what I'm really shocked at is the number of people who get turned down for these generators. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's, there's the portion who actually gets accepted, but it's like 1% right of those people who actually have ideas and, and a desire. So there's a lot of people out there who want to start their own company. Yeah. I think one of the things that are, that are, I'll speak for myself, but I'm sure I, uh, this is also reflected in our audience. It's hard to understand how big the world of InsureTech is. I mean, we see it like in the InsureTech conference and the, and the growth of InsureTech conferences, not just ITC, yes. but on ramp and, and connected claims. It goes on and on and Dig on. Dig in. Dig right. in. It goes on and on and, there, and, and others. And um, that's, I think, reflective of the size of this. I mean, where it's all going is is a, no, a whole nother question. And is it sustainable? Well, now that's a very interesting question too. But there's certainly, to use the word that we've heard several times, there's certainly an ecosystem that has been built. It's not and and is developing but it's there there is an ecosystem built around nurturing the insurtech world forward yeah that is a great way to put that and it what i i like hearing again and again and again um the successful ones the successful startups the successful insurtech companies are the ones who actually are solving a problem uh, we keep hearing that over and over what's the problem what yes. are you solving and right. and Today, he said, you know, the first thing we ask is, what is the problem that you want to solve? Mm-hmm. And and that's what they have to do. They have to keep in mind that there is a problem. Um, I can fix it. And and the whole ecosystem will come together. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's, it, it is uh, one of the most common themes that we have is problem solution, problem identification. Um, as, as a key to success or on the carrier side, what I'm going to shop for, I'm going to shop for, uh, what, w- you know, um, what solves my problems. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. You know, it actually, it actually gets me thinking, uh, about a, a book that I'm reading and it, it has a lot to do with, uh, with problems and really getting down to the, to the root cause and uh, the interview today reminded me of whenever you ask what the problem is, that it takes, you know, it's not just what's the problem on the surface that they're trying to solve. You got to ask those questions and get deeper and deeper 
and deeper and really see why are they wanting to solve that problem. Um, but, you know, I, I liked what he said about uh, we, we, we talk to the founders. We talk to the people who are behind uh, the startups uh, because we need to make sure that they're, you know, I put words in his mouth, passionate about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's really a, a big world and, out and there. And it's interesting because I think that you and I, when we ask that question, we're, we're, we're looking for, well, we're interested in AI or we're interested in machine learning, whatever the case may be. And, but that tends to be the answer. The answer is the founder team. Correct. And so, yeah, there's more, there's more there, but you know what our problem is right now? We're out of time. We're out of time. So, <laughs> so for those of you who are saying, oh, thank goodness, they're going to shut up. Your wishes come true. Another episode bites the dust. Thanks, Ashish Dudani, for joining us today. And um, thank you to Kiwi Tech for making yourselves available. And we'll join you on the next episode of FNO Insure Tech. Bye, everybody.